The month of Sha'ban is the eighth month in the Islamic calendar. And it is a month of great virtue, blessings, and, and we're able to gain this from the various ahadith of the Messenger. When we look at the practice of the Messenger, Sayyid Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha reports and says that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam la yuftiru wa yuftiru hatta naqul la yasum. That Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would fast so much that we would think that he's going to fast the whole month. And then he would abstain from fasting a few days then we would think that he's not going to go back to fasting again. The only month which the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fasted in its entirety was the month of Ramadan. Besides that, he would fast for large portions of a month. And the most that he would fast in any month of the year was in the month of Sha'ban. And therefore, said Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says that, وَمَا رَأَيْتُ أَكْثَرَ سِيَامًا مِنْهُ مِنَّ الشَّعْبَانِ I didn't see Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam fast any other month as much as he fasted in the month of Sha'ban. And when Nabi Sallallahu was asked about this, he said that, ذَاكَ شَهْرٌ This is such a month. Many people are unaware of the greatness of this month. And then Nabi Sassam said that this is such a month in which Shahrun turfa'u fil a'mal li rabbil alameen. Our actions are presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this month. And Nabi Sassam said, فَأُحِبُّ أَيْ يُرْفَعَ عَمَلِي وَأَنَا صَائِمٌ And I would like that my actions be presented to Allah while I'm fasting. So when we look at the Muslim calendar and we look at the various occasions in the year that Allah Rabbul Izzah grants us, then there's a hadith that comes to mind in which Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Inna lillahi fi ayyami dahar nafahatun That Allah has occasions where the winds of His mercy blow. And then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Present yourself for the winds of the mercy of Allah to encompass you. Meaning you should be engaging in such actions that will draw the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So from these days that we reference with regards to the great days of the year, it comes in various narrations that there are five great nights of the year. Uh, the first and the most common that we're all fully aware of is Laylatul Qadr. Then after that, it is the two nights preceding Eid. The night before Eid, Eid al-Fitr and the night before Eid al-Adha. Those are three nights. And then Laylatu, the night of Sha'aba, of Arafat. That is the fourth night, which has great virtue. And then together with that, the fifth night is the night of the 15th of Sha'aban. And therefore, one great scholar of the past, Atai ibn Abi Yasar, he said that after Laylatul Qadr, the most virtuous night of the year is the night of Laylatul Nisfim min Sha'ban, the night of the 15th of Sha'ban. And the reason why this night has such virtue, as in a narration of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, in which he states that, Nabi Sallallahu said, إِذَا كَانَتْ لَيْلَةُ نِسْفٍ مِّنْ شَعْبَان When it is the 15th night of Sha'ban, then فَقُومُوا لَيْلَهَا Engage in ibadah during the night. 
And why? فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَنْزِلُ فِيهَا لِغُرُوبِ الشَّمْسِ إِلَى سَمَاءِ الدُّنْيَا That from when the sun sets, the night begins, Allah Rabbul Izzah's special attention is on this world. And then in the last portion of the night, Allah Rabbul Izzah calls out, هَلْ مِنْ مُسْتَغْفِرٍ فَأَغْفِرَ لَهُ is there anyone seeking forgiveness so I may forgive him? Is there anyone asking for anything that I may grant him what he's asking for? Is there anyone with any need that they present to me so I may fulfill that his or her need? And this is the announcements. Are we awake in those hours to respond to these announcements? The night of the 15th of Shaban has three names. The one is, it is Laylatul Mubarakah, a blessed night. And some of the ulama say that it's called this night because Allah Rabbul Izzah says, Inna anzalnahu fi Laylatul Mubarakah. That the Quran was revealed on a blessed night. The Quran is the eternal word of Allah. Allah Rabbul Izzah instructed the pen to write and it wrote the Quran. And from the Lawhul Mahfud, it was transferred to the Samaw Dunya, which is the skies just above this world. And from the Samaw Dunya, it was transferred to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam over 23 years. And some of the narrations indicate that the transfer from the Lawhul Mahfuz to the Samaw Dunya occurred on this night, the 15th of Shaban. And that is why it is referred to as Laylatul Mubarakah. Another, night, another name for this night is Laylatul Bara'ah. Why is it called Laylatul Bara'ah? The night of exoneration. Because in the narration it comes, وَلِلَّهِ فِيهَا أُتَقَاءُ مِنَ النَّارِ That on this night, Allah frees people from the fire of Jahannam. And in one narration it states, بِعَدَدِ شُعُورِ غَنَمِ بَنِي كَلْبِ To the extent of the hair of the goats of the Kalb tribe. This was a tribe in the time of Nabi Sassam that had large flocks of goats and sheep. And Allah Rabbul Izzah frees, as Nabi Sassam said, to the extent of the goats of Bani Kalb, meaning abundant people are granted maghfirah on this night. It is also called Laylatul Sakka, the night of predestination. And some of the narrations indicate, Yunsakhu fil ajal wal arzaq. That all the taqdeer is written in the lawhul mahfuz, predestination. And the tablets where it's transferred to the angels for execution on this night. That in the coming year, this is what is to be executed in terms of who will pass away. What level of risk a certain person will attain. Who will be performing hajj. Who will attain what? Our names may be written in that scripture. And it's handing over to the angel, yet we are whiling away our life in oblivion. That scripture is being handed over. And therefore the poet says, Ya maghruran bitulil amal, wa ya masruran bisuil amal. Oh, you have been deceived with your long aspirations. Oh, the one who has become complicit with your evil actions. Be aware of death because death can strike any time. And he says that There are many youngsters. The person passed the night of 15th of Shaban 
unaware, unattentive uh, in his own, uh, you know, aspirations and own oblivion. Uh, and but the reality is, وَقَدْ نُسِخَتْ فِي صَحِيفَةُ حَتْفِهِ yet his name has been written down on that scripture that he is to pass away in the coming year. And we can ask ourselves that you know, how many people do we know that witnessed the last fifteenth of Shaban? is not here to witness this 15th of Shaban. Youth, elderly people, children. Death makes no differentiation between age. So these are the different names of the great night of Laylatun Nisfim Min Shaban. Now, while this night has such virtue and such greatness to it, there are certain people who are deprived of the blessings of this night. There are eight people in particular. On this night, in a hadith it says, وَلَا يَنْظُرُ mushrik." Allah does not look at a mushrik, a person who ascribes partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَيُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ Allah does not forgive someone who ascribes partners with him. He will forgive whoever he wills beyond that. The one sin that will never be forgiven is shirk. And we know that there's a major form of shirk and a minor form of shirk. The major form of shirk is to actually attribute and to ascribe a partner to Allah. The minor form of shirk is to do an action. While you do it for the sake of Allah, you also want people to acknowledge you, to praise you. You do it to gain praise from others. That is also a form of shirk. May Allah save us. The second person who Allah will not forgive on this great night is Al-Mushahin, a person who has malice in the heart, hatred, jealousy for others. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam addressed Sayyidina Anas bin Malik and he said, Oh Anas, if you are able to wake up in the morning and pass your day or go to bed in the evening and pass your night in such a way, وَلَيْسَ فِي قَلْبِكَ غِشٌ لِأَحَدٍ that you have no malice for anyone in your heart, then do so because this is my sunnah and whoever follows my sunnah will be with me in Jannah. So cleansing your heart from malice and hatred, saving your tongue from backbiting because that is what breeds this and takes it further. So we need to actively release all that negative emotions from our heart. There may have been people that I may have wronged you at some stage of your life, but continuing to hold that in your heart holds you down. Rather you forgive, rather you move on, release that emotion and you lighten your own burden. The third person who is not forgiven on this great night is Wala ilaqati rahim, the one who has cut ties, family ties. Sayyidina Abu Huraira would have a weekly majlis gathering and on one occasion, he asked a question and he said, Is there anyone who has any bad blood with a family member? Please leave the gathering. So one youngster left. And then he went to his auntie who hadn't spoken to for a while. And he went to ask her mouth. The auntie was surprised and said that, you know, you were so adamant that you'd never come and mend ties with me. Why is it that you suddenly have come to ask for forgiveness? So she explained and he explained and said that I was in the gathering of Sayyidina Abu Huraira and he made this announcement. So I quietly left the gathering and then 
uh, you know, came to you directly. So the auntie then says, okay, I forgive you, but I want you to go back to Sayyidina Abu Huraira and ask him, why did he make this announcement? So the youngster goes back to Sayyidina Abu Huraira and asks him, why did you make the announcement that anyone who has any bad blood with anyone should leave the gathering? So he said that on Thursday evenings, which was the time of the gathering, our actions are presented to Allah and presented to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And I did not want that my actions or that it be that someone who is in my gathering, his actions be presented in such a way that he has bad blood with someone. So this is the grave consequences. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, The one who breaks family ties will not enter into Jannah. So this is the third person will not be forgiven. The fourth person who will not be forgiven as stated in the hadith is that person who wears his pants below his ankles. In a hadith it comes, Musbil, the one whose garment reaches the ground, who goes beyond the ankles. And the hadith is stated, Ma asfala min al-ka'b nar That is which below the ankles, that will be in the fire of Jahannam. The f- fifth person is that person who disobeys his parents. And among the signs of Qiyamah, which Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam spoke about, he said, A man will follow his every whim and fancy of his wife and at the expense of disobeying his mother and disrespecting his mother. You'll be very close with his friends. It's a fishing weekend, it's a hunting weekend, it's this weekend and that weekend. But does he have a weekend to spend with his father? Does he have a weekend to spend with his parents? Sometimes we go to senior ulama and we say, Mulana, you know, I got this problem, make dua for me. Mulana, I have this challenge, make dua. One of the scholars said that instead of going to this Mulana and that Mulana and this pious person ask dua, greater than that is to serve your parents. And as a result of you serving them, there's a dua that will come out from their heart naturally. And when you get that dua, then you've got the best of this world and the akhirah. It's not about asking for dua. It's about receiving the dua that your mother is so happy with you, that you've done certain khidmat, that you've done for her, that she makes a dua that comes from her heart. You don't say, mommy, make dua for me. She herself saying, here's my son. He's doing so much for me. He's so good to me. All I can do for him is make dua for him. That should be our aim. Then we have the goodness of this world and the akhirah. And if it's the contrary, then you can have all the money in this world and you can ask every person to make dua for you. But if you don't have the duas of your parents with you, you will remain unsuccessful. As simple as that. The sixth person who will not be forgiven on this night is a person who commits zina. The hadith says that La yazni zani wa huwa mu'min That when a person commits zina, his iman comes out of his body and it hovers above him. And only when he completes that action, then it comes back to him. Such a serious crime. May Allah save us all. Allah Rabbul Izzah says, وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا الزِّنَا إِنَّهُ كَانَ فَاحِشَا Do not go close to zina. Meaning, you need to stop at the stage of the protecting the eyes. Because when you protect the eyes, when there's no banter and intermingling, those are the things that lead to it. 
And then in the last point is the actual point of zina. But it all starts with the eyes and the banter and the laughter. The seventh person who is not forgiven on this night is qatil nafs A person who takes the life of another person unjustly. Allah Rabbul Izzah says, وَمَن يَقْتُلْ مُؤْمِنًا مُتَعَمِّدًا Whoever kills a mu'min intentionally, فَجَزَاءُ جَهَنَّمْ That person's punishment is Jahannam. And the eighth person who is not forgiven on this night is مُدْمِنُ khamar, A person who is consistent, who is always perpetually drunk. And in our time, someone who has substance abuse, who is continuously taking different types of drugs and different types of substance, that person is not forgiven. So these are the eight people who are not forgiven on this great night of Laylatun Isfim Min Sha'ban. Despite the virtue of this night, these are the eight people who are deprived of the virtue. So what should we do on this night? Number one is we should get, engage in salah. There's no specific salah, but we should, as the hadith says, Man ahya laylata, to keep the night alive. And that is to engage in tahajjud salah for some portion of the night. It's a given that you should perform Isha with Jama'ah and Fajr with Jama'ah in the masjid. That is your starting point. And beyond that, to spend a few minutes, a few hours in performing Salah during the night. The second thing is to engage in Tilawah of the Noble Quran. From all the good deeds that we have in the Sharia, the greatest deed to gain closeness to Allah is via the medium of the Noble Quran. And what better time than the month of Shaban in the lead up to the month of Ramadan, the month of the Quran. The third thing, we should engage in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The dhikr is the polish of the heart, that all the different uh, uh, evil qualities and bad attributes that we have, by engaging the dhikr, it polishes our heart and removes that from our heart. Uh, the fourth thing that we should do in this month of Sha'aban is to fast abundantly. And in particular, the special virtue, every month to fast the Ayyamul Bid, which is the 13th, the 14th and the 15th of the Islamic month, which should be the coming days. The 13th, 14th and 15th. And if a person feels like he cannot manage all three days, then to fast even the 15th, that is considered to be mustahab and recommended, which would be the coming Monday. The fifth thing that we should do on this day is to make dua. Uh, as Aisha radiallahu ta'ala says that she woke up in the middle of the night and she saw the Messenger وسلم, performing salah. And Nabi وسلم, was motionless. He, was, he spent a long time in sajda, and to such an extent that she feared that Nabi Sallallahu life had left his body. So she touched him to see if he's still alive. And then she says, I heard him making dua, and he said, A'udhu bi ridhaka min sakhatik. Allah, I seek refuge in your forgiveness from your punishment. Wa'udhu bika, wa'udhu bi afwika min iqabik. And I seek from your forgiveness, via the medium of your forgiveness, from your punishment, and via your happiness from your displeasure, and I seek protection from you, we cannot praise you as you ought to be praised. La alik anta kama ala nafsik. Oh Allah, you are as you've praised yourself. This is the dua that we should read abundantly, and you'll find that this dua will be shared on WhatsApp abundantly. So when we see the dua, don't just share it, but read it also, and read it abundantly on this night. So Ibn Rajab al-Hambali rahimahumullah said that on this night it is appropriate for us to turn to Allah, to make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to engage in, in worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And tawbah, my dear brothers, just takes a moment, a second in your heart where you say, Ya Allah, what I've done, I regret. I undertake never to do it again. 
and I'm asking you, Ya Allah, to enable me not to return to that sin. And in our heart, in those moments, we make tawbah and we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah Rabbul Izzah give us the ability to pass the night of 15th of Shaban in a way that is pleasing to Him and grant us the ability to take maximum benefit 